The Eruvian city of Eldira greets the pride of Duskwall after its harrowing journey across the sea. To Imperial sailors, this place is known as Bright Harbor, the tip of Eruvia and the first place one can begin to see the faint light of their capital, Uduasha. Eldira resembles the Akarosi port town of Duskwall, in much the same way a mouse and rat might resemble one another. And while Akaros's squalid rat wallows in filth, it is unfortunately stronger than the mouse that's been made of this place known as Bright Harbor. Eruvia as a whole has the strength to ensure a degree of independence from the Imperium, but that power is concentrated further south, in Uduasha, and wanes in this coastal city's proximity to Akaros. Though the black desert sand and tropical clime are undeniably Eruvian, a traveler may believe they never left Akros. Eldira's port finds itself full of imperial vessels, its streets covered in imperial signs, and pubs full of imperial sailors who know this place as Bright Harbor. John Harper. I'm Greg, your conductor, who runs the game. I'm Hannah. I play Andrew Anderson, who uh, is around. Andrew Anderson, who is in her home country right now. Yeah, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Hell yeah, coming home. I'm Guy, I play Pip, and he's the one that's usually good at taking hits. But right now, it was currently bleeding from his face. Just a yeah. little bit, though. You're all a little beat up. Nice. We took a we took a pretty big pounding last time. And who are you? I am Stefan. I play Drix. And, uh, yeah, uh, Drix, Drix is gonna have a time. Does, yeah. does Stefan want to rephrase the... What happened last time? No. No, you took a pounding. We um, took a pounding. Just, just a brutal Switching one. gears from that entirely, uh, before we get started, I had a long drive today, and I, I was listening to Sawbones, and they talked about a marital tour of Misguided Medicine, very good podcast, um, and they were talking about death certificates. And uh, one of the believe. things they mentioned uh, is uh, a reveal of how meticulously researched and interesting John Harper has made The Shattered Isles. Mm. So... Um, We've mentioned offhandedly before on this podcast, uh, and like we've implied it in like one of the intros, I think. Whenever somebody dies inside of a lightning barrier in Imperial Holdings, uh, there's like a thing called like a spirit bell that just rings out whenever somebody dies. Um, And then spirit wardens go out and they track down the body so they can cremate it in the crematorium to ensure like a ghost doesn't show up. So apparently, uh, back in like the 1600s, so like but like plague days, but like. Uh, when like plague was a thing you had to deal with, so like dealing with plague days. Oh, not, like, imagine oh, so, like, today. having to deal with plague. <sighs> imagine being at a at a point in time where you have a system ready to deal with plague. We're not quite there yet. Huh? <laughs> Single level. <laughs> uh, but um, <sighs> so death certificates. Death certificates actually sort of were born out of uh, the necessity to trap to like understand if people were dying of plague or not, because you know if some people die of plague, that means you're gonna have more plague. Uh, and a, a thing that used to be done apparently is. Uh, if somebody died in the parish, uh, then they would ring the church bell 
and there were these like group of like uh like old women is what dr Cindy mcelroy described them as uh they called seekers and their job was to investigate like how the death happens and like handle the body afterwards so like that's probably where john harper drew the spirit belt uh, idea from like this actual real world thing that's super cool hey shout out to john harper for being very cool Mm-hmm. TM. Mm-hmm. Being Got very it. cool. Uh, just wanted to bring that up before we 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 head back into the uh, we head back into the reality of the moment as the Pride of Duskwall has arrived in Bright Harbor in Aruvia. Um, everybody, uh, oh, everybody, the three line bulls were getting their pay, uh, which is in chits, uh, which are like metal slugs that uh, they can use at imperially sanctioned uh, locations. No metal snails, though, not allowed. And their actual pay, which uh, is stash. Drix <laughs> has been informed that due to an audit from the Lord Governor of Wintercliff, uh, he is not receiving a stash for this uh, horrible, horrible line that uh, that was just completed. Uh, a letter came for him from the Lord Governor's office, uh, and I'm going to send it to Stefan right now. So, Stefan, you can you can read it out uh, in character. Will do. Mm-mm-mm. Oh wow, this is a this is a long letter. Um, all right, you cur, did you re- did you think you could escape my reach by fleeing to Aruvia? I told you my father would hear about this. I trust my boys in South Point gave you a pound and equivalent to the one you gave me, with interest, of course. But I still demand satisfaction for my private parts. Oh my god! What? <laughs> um, oh, this is a fellow. Uh, Bruce is you, what you did you do? Uh, he, he busted his balls. You busted his balls. I, I did not bust his balls. I he what was trying. He to... Sounds like the kind of individual that needs his balls busted. <laughs> oh my gosh! Damn. He was. Damn, Drake. He... I didn't think you had it in you. He was attempting to lay and leave, and then I stopped him. That's all that happened between the two of us. All right. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's trying to squirt and get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Guy, you know what, what I'm talking fu- about. Excuse me for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah has removed her earbud. <laughs> she's, right she's fully leaving. Oh, 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 oh I'm I see. continuing the bit. Yeah, uh, eagle-eared, I'm going to keep on saying that, eagle-eared listeners uh, will remember the list of <laughs> people Hannah needs to hit. <laughs> She's going to give another tally for Guy. Still not on the list, baby. This was your bit, too. I know. This is unfair and okay, biased. Cool. <laughs> cool, she's back. Alright. Continue, you absolute degenerates. Love you, too. Um, alright. <laughs> Uh, when you arrived with your rough, low-born countenance and ensnared me with that dreadful Severosi roping, I swear to you guys, I swear to you, nothing happened. <laughs> it, it, was, it seems like he really wanted something to happen. It was not merely my privy member upon which an impact was made. Can you, can this guy say anything in any other way, please? <laughs> in su- Look- now my noble heart will not allow me to uh, allow me a night of rest until I see you fall to the floor by my own hand. 
Look, I don't know what half of this means, but it definitely sounds like something. No, it's, 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 it's pretty reasonable, it's pretty understandable. All you gotta do is just, you know, just kill him. He's Seize. talking about his heart. It's, it's very romantic. I, I do not see the romance. I... Look, all I know is Millie at the orphanage used to pull Jenny at the orphanage's pigtails because, but we all, we all, like, for a long time, and then it came out eventually that she was just really into her, and this seems like the weird grown-up version of that. Yes, but also, it's not an appropriate way to express your affection. It's just, it's just unhealthy, and it's honestly just kind of rude and immature. I mean, you're telling me I. He literally told me that he that his daddy would hear about what I had done to him. So, I I, I do we, not think this guy is a paragon of maturity. Could, could we please not say daddy in context to you busting this guy's balls? I think there's more letter to read. <laughs> there is, in fact, more letter to read. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. The only way to stop me toying with your life, for truly you are but not a plaything to one of my station, now that's just mean, is to respond to this message and say where you are, so I may come to face you in a duel. We shall fight with broadsword until one of us yields or is unable to yield, which is the likely outcome after my weapon has done its work. Until I see you dead, Laudius Dalmore the second. Really, the second? I don't think we're gonna make it to a third. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, bringing in death does seem like it ruins some of the romance. That's what Andrew thinks. Hannah thinks that sword fights are very sexy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Stefan would definitely agree that sword fights are very sexy. Um, did this guy just ask me to duel him with broadswords to the death? Yeah. Yeah! Or until you yield. Is is this your first? Is this your first two requests? Yeah. Is this a common accuracy thing? Oh yeah, it happens all the time. Honestly, it's like it's it's it's, it's not probably my second highest like way of death, right behind uh just complications due to alcoholism <laughs> and heart disease. Okay. Um. All right. All right. So theoretically, all I have to do is. Tell him where I am and then beat him in a sword fight and he'll leave me alone forever? Yes, theoretically. So, but I, I might have to murder him. I he don't, doesn't seem like the yielding type. I, I oh, don't no. want to have to murder a noble, both because it's going to be a hassle and I'm just not a huge fan you, of the you, whole murder thing. You could also choose a champion to like fight in your stead, but honestly, like. Honestly, I think you get more satisfaction by just, like, personally just, like, hand him it, handing him his own fanny. Wait, if you can well, choose a champion, can... does that mean he's gonna choose one of those Songram boys? Because I don't have to, I don't want to have to, you know, <laughs> run through a 12-year-old. Oh, I'll do it. I've done it before. You, can let, me, you can let me, Adam. I'll run through a 12-year-old. <laughs> Honestly, that, that might just be the best thing. Just have Andrew just, just go and just really just... Fuck up his day. Yeah, you know what? There was a complex in the orphanage had a sword. I've used a sword before. (laughs) Andrew, if you would like to be my champion, you may be my champion. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Or at the very least, you're second. (laughs) So, uh, well, I guess, I guess I'm gonna be in a duel. 
Yeah. I mean, tool, tool, tool. Listen, I, I, I got to tell you, it's you, your first time is real quick. It's gonna be you're gonna be very embarrassed afterwards. It's like I have to leave again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will not apologize for this one. I mean, I've never dueled before. I don't know if I'll be able to perform well enough. Honestly, it's not about the performance, because you're both going to be mostly unsatisfied at the end. It's, it's just like, it's just do it, get it over with so that you can move on with your life. It's, it's not a big deal, Just it's just your first time, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh... I'm back. <laughs> Society makes a big deal about like your first time, but like, it's, it's really not like all that important. Jesus Christ, how did you not finish while I was gone? They kept on riffing, actually. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> but, yeah. Kevin, we should end this here. Oh, uh, well, so are you going to tell them where you are at now? Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I think I'm going to tell him where I am, because let's just get this over with. All right. Uh, so now's probably as good a time as any to say, then, that this might likely be a two-part downtime. Uh, and the second part will include the duel. Uh, the second part might also include some of the side jobs and stuff because there's a whole lot to do there uh, for this time for you guys. Uh, but we leveled up. Uh, yeah, now that you guys have arrived, you guys are now level one. That's yeah. right. In this game, uh, you started off level zero as nobodies, and uh, you are told to head to. Uh, you were told to wait. Uh, for some time, uh, as Mr. Walker is on his way to uh, commemorate your apprenticeship. So we're going to do your pub trips and your physical trips and then apprenticeship stuff. That's cool with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you guys are uh, traveling around, there's a whole bunch of people uh, clamoring around the train. Uh, and they see that you guys are line bulls. Um, and uh, some Aruvians uh, go, excuse me, are, are you headed... Are you headed further into Aruvia, or are you heading towards South Point? We're going further into Aruvia, I think. Oh, good. And they turn around and they shout some uh, Hadrafi, and uh, several of the uh, the Aruvians looking around the train uh, go to get ready to buy some uh, tickets. Cool. Does this count as advertisement? I guess. I don't know. Are we expected? No. Not, not so much. It's just, um, and they turn to you, Andrel. Says something in Hadrafi to you. I don't speak Hidrathi, sorry. Oh, uh, uh, it's my apologies. Um, they whisper to you, is that Imperial looking at Pip? Is he, is, is, is he a noble of some kind, or is he... Um, I, whispering back, I guess. Uh, yeah, he's, I, he's technically a noble, but he doesn't have any money, so... Good. Pip is scratching one of his front teeth with his pinky. Truth be told, May, you will find many Aruvians probably uh, on your next train trip, as um, there's a there's an exodus from Eldira, uh, or Bright Harbor, as the uh, Im- immortal emperor would have us call it, uh, which you, thankfully, will not have to stay to deal with. Oh, why? Uh, uh, more of the Imperial fleet has been weighing anchor in the harbor of Elvira, and this is, this is well within the Emperor's rights, but it is very suspicious, uh, as 
these are not Leviathan Hunter fleets. They are not trade vessels. They are the Navy, which would be used to fight off, uh, perhaps, terrors from the deep, or Ticharos if they made a move. Uh, and then it looks, looks to you, Andril. Watch yourself. Eldira, Bright Harbor, for this place is truly Bright Harbor now. Uh, it may be in a Rubian city, but this is... This is Imperial territory. Okay. Uh, thanks. Thank you for your train arriving, and which will take us further into the heart of Eruvia, where we shall be saved. Uh, so we shall be safe uh, beneath the uh, power of the princes. Good luck. They head out to get tickets. <laughs> huh. Did you make a friend there, Andrew? Uh, no, just talking. Do you, do you guys know why the Navy would be here? The Navy? Uh, Pip had, like, kind of a, like, as, as chipper an expression as one could have, and then just suddenly goes, like, very quiet and becomes very somber-looking. Yep. I'm gonna go to the pub. Uh, I gotta go to the physiker. I guess I'll see you later. You gonna be okay, bud? Drix, you also have a pub trip if you want to. Yeah, um, on with him. I'm. It's, it's okay, Andrew. I'll I'll keep an eye on Pip. Okay, you too. Enjoy. Which one do we want to do first? We'll probably do. Physiker. We might do. Physiker. Yeah, we might do an Andrew Physiker scene. What I was thinking is we might do an Andrew Physiker scene and then also maybe a Drix Physiker scene because mm-hmm. Drix got a scar. Drix did get a scar. Yeah. Drix did get a scar. Uh, do you want to do you want to do something there or not? Nah? No, I'd be down. I'd be down for the scar. And then have like the. In media res, like, Drix catches up with Pip afterwards. Mm-hmm. After okay. he is already soused. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Andrew. Andrew and Drix, you guys show up to the, uh, or shortly followed by Drix, you show up to the Physiker's hut, the Imperial Physiker. Uh, you open up the door, and it swings shut behind you. The air is, uh, sweet but sterile. There's uh, potions and unctions brewing, uh, herbs hanging, and medical equipment about. You, nobody is uh, nobody's around. Uh, and as you look about, now that you have an eye for the traffy, you do notice faintly underneath some like moss growing on the walls. There's like impressions that look like it might be some drafty words. Do I have any like paper or pen? Sure. Okay. Can I do the like? etching thing sure yeah you, you're able to etch uh, a good chunk of uh, some of the hadrathi writing it, it, it like repeats a lot yeah it repeats a lot and like this but this looks like the first part of something and as you're etching you get pretty much all the way through and then from behind you uh, there's uh, you hear oh my what a clever young lady mm? oh hello you know uh, thou dost know I do derive some small pleasure from uh, terrifying thee, and, well, I, I, you look so determined, I, I, I suppose I have not. You've not what? Terrified thee. No. Well, this... No, I'm not terrified, I just hate you. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. This, uh, this might then go on to the second phase of our working relationship, familiarity. Which is also quite wonderful. Glad to see you're alive. Thanks. 
I don't trust this at all. There's a there's like colds on either side of your head as there's <laughs> some weird um there's some weird like you know like the head measuring device or whatever the heck that's like old school like doctors he's uh, they, they've like <laughs> caught it over your head now. Uh, what are you doing? Checking to see if uh, if you have some kind of concussion. Okay. It's just whiplash. Okay. Great. Ha. You're okay. Oh, how about this? If you're if we're going to be familiar, do you have a name that can be spoken in the worldly tongues or whatever? A name. I need to call you something. Imperial Physica. Uh, Twilson. I'm going to call you Jerry. Very well. All right. <laughs> Jerry well. Oh, I hate that. Are we done here? <laughs> uh, but a moment, but a moment. Uh, and you see uh, their cold, uh, gloved uh, fingers uh, sort of like wrap around your neck, which ah, makes you yeah, very uncomfortable. What the fuck, Jerry? And for no, a minute- sorry. What the what the heck, Jerry? And so for a minute, you're for a minute you feel your head like under this grip, like toss and toss and turn, like when you're at the uh, the mercies of the storm winds. Uh, but then suddenly, all at once, it stops. What the heck, Jerry? Now thou art healed. Oh my god, you're so weird. I'm going to figure out what your deal is if it kills me. It's May, and I shall be sad to see so. All right, well. The door opens up. All right. I bye, Jerry. Uh, yeah. I will not be sad. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you you sort of scuffed some of the moss uh, from the wall, and what can be seen from that uh, reflection, the, the the shiny wall reflects uh, a little bit of like a weird red cross mark uh, around your neck, sort of like all around like a ring. Oh boy. Like the other cross marks, it'll probably just fade. All right. Well, I'm going to write down that I have these etchings now, so I can hopefully translate them when I get a book. Um, well, so this might be jumping ahead. I know, Hannah, you wanted to translate these, and you can spend favor uh, to get secret knowledge. So I would say if you want, like... I don't have any fucking favor. <laughs> Yeah, you. So, so if you can collect some favor, then you can get some of that secret knowledge. All right. You know, maybe, maybe that'll be something we handle in the second downtime, which we're probably You're not going to. You're really optimistic next. about me getting favor. Um. All right. Uh, Drix. Hey, hey. You are in the Physiker's hut. Um. You enter after Andril, and yet when you arrive, that moss is undisturbed. Potions. Unctions continue to brew. The sweet, sterile air wafts around you. Howdy, Mr. Fizz. Mr. Fizz, uh, says a uh, voice uh, just just out of the corner of your eye. Um, now, uh, I do appreciate the formality, but perhaps something like uh, Mr. Fizz would, would uh, be more applicable. Ah, um, I, I do so apologize. That was not my intention. Mixer fizz it is. At long last. Stage two. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Nothing. Familiarity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Drix. Uh, already there on you. Um, like, you didn't even notice. They've got a little hammer. 
and they're daintily tapping parts of your chest, and they get to, like, the rib that's super broken. <laughs> oh my. That, that, this is most egregious. Yeah, it is. It is certainly not comfortable. So, uh, if you could, you know, do your zip zap zop and make me all better. Now I'm lucky to be alive. If if this rib had uh, floated, but mere inches further, best not think of it. Here, uh, they produce some weird little bottle. Imbibe this. <sighs> okay. Glug 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 glug. Drinking <laughs> <laughs> noises. Um, First uh, part is he actually yeah, the, did drink something after he made the drinking. So you are correct. <laughs> the world sort of uh, gets fuzzier. And your head feels lighter. Your, your your brain bloats, but then just floats away like a balloon. And before you know it, you're like on your back. You see uh, a little bit of the um, the physical working on you, and then eventually you uh, awaken. Uh, your shirt is off, but it looks like their physical has finished their work. You ever notice that you can see the stars in the void sea? Verily, shouldn't they be in the sky? They are in a sky. How art thou feeling? <sighs> Winded. But a little bit better. Um, he, like, gingerly pats the area of his ribs that were broken, and I think it smarts just a little bit, but, like, he's, he's, it's, it's, like, not nearly the sharp pain that it was before. It is often with pride that I declare that one's injuries will not scar, for truly I am one of the finest physicers, but unfortunately uh, you shall be stuck with this uh, for the rest of your time within your own flesh. Uh, and yeah, Scar! What's your Scar look like? Okay, so there is like a nasty... I think there's like... What started as like a nasty bruise at like one point, and then like there's... It's like a point of impact bruise, and then there's a circle of bruising around it. But yeah, you look down and see that, and the physiker has your the physiker has your clothes or your shirt uh, for you. Uh, you notice you notice strangely that uh, it's washed and dried. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you for your hospitality. Ooh, I am delighted to hear such words. Okay, I'm gonna leave now. Goodbye. Good drinks. Good. good. And they do little finger guns. Good. Goodbye. And he returns the finger guns hesitantly. Uh. He does not. <laughs> he does not resist. Suddenly, the runes around. The runes around glow. At long last, I have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is the physiker just a lovable scamp? Potentially, yes. That's. That's wild. All the Physiker wants is affection. Oh god, I can't believe I'm gonna have to die for the Physiker at some point. <laughs> and it's gonna be so fucking mad. <laughs> oh god. Alright, meanwhile, we're at the pub. Now, Pip, you show up. This place is very much an Imperial holding, so everywhere. There's Hadrathi signs with, like, uh, with, like, Imperial... Rather, there's Akarosi signs with, like, Hadrathi uh, subheadings. A subtle, a subtle indicator of who's in charge. And you arrive at the Hard Eden Room, which is the Imperially Sanctions, uh, sort of like coffee house bar setup. <laughs> uh, uh, you are seated down 
Welcome, sir. Uh, are you expecting anybody else in your party? This is potentially, but for right now, it's just a cheerful one, please. Certainly, sir. Tell me, would you like some coffee with or without uh, alcohol today? Uh, with, please, honestly, you can hold the coffee. It's fine by me. Excellent. Um, they, they head off, and they eventually come back with, uh, <laughs> just like, they, they, uh, <laughs> it's clear that they have, like, this cocktail or whatever that they make that they just remove the coffee from, so oh, you yeah. get a big, uh, you get a glass of, uh, vodka, cardamom, and sugarcane. <laughs> uh, Pip just, like, drain, like, drowns it like a shot, just, like, bam, back of the throat, like, not even thinking about it. What are you drinking to forget, Pip? In this case, he is... It's its a strange feeling. Like, there's something sort of bubbling to the surface. Like, if you imagine just, like, a calm lake where you can sort of, like, see all the way down to the bottom, that lake had been churning for quite some time, and because of that, all, like, the sediment had kind of clouded. But now it's starting to settled for the first time in a long time and he's starting to like see what it is that he's trying to forget and he doesn't want that he wants to turn it up a little bit more because the last entire trip Pip hadn't really had an opportunity to drink which means well he was starting to remember something he's not entirely sure what it is but he's remembering it. He's not particularly I think, happy. I think for Pip, there's there's maybe uh, there's like the clanking of silverware at at a feast uh, in his head. Some adults, maybe parents, some good food, like proper fowl, something that only like nobles could enjoy, and uh, laughter from a child that isn't Pip. And I think I think Pip just as just as that comes to Pip's mind, he drowns it under some more vodka. <laughs> oh yeah, just like I keeps a different sort of like equivalency to this. It's like listening to the radio, and like right as soon as something becomes clear, just all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you just hit that like one rough patch, and it just all becomes static, loud static again. So there's that moment of clarity. Just just in time for that static. Uh, Drix, you arrive. <sighs> oh, man, I do not... Oh, there, there he is at the bar. Um, uh, Drix walks up and plops himself down next to Pip. Hey, bud, how's it, uh... How's it hanging? Oh, you know, it's, it's, have, you, have you ever tried, like, cordobon in, in vodka? No, never have. This is, is certainly interesting. It's... You come across your tongue in a, a way that you weren't really expected, but also like, I'm trying to just, you know, throw it back, you know? Mm. This, this really, this... How you doing, buddy? How's, how's your trip to the Physica? Well, um, I got a, I got a nasty scar. It's, uh, not looking good. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you'll be fine. It's, it's, it's nothing worse than what you, what you got in, uh... Yeah, back in the old uh, the old days with uh, with your your cattle 
You, you mean in my old ghost wrestling days? Is this one? Well, you're, you're right. I, I mean, the, okay. It, here, I'm just, I'm just gonna. As you guys, are, as you guys are talking, uh, people come by and uh, they get some. Uh, they pour some fine ground coffee into little cups for you guys. Oh, thank you so much. Um, here, um, I'm just gonna show you. It's it's pretty it's pretty intense, and I think I broke a couple ribs. But uh, he like lifts up the hem of his shirt and shows off the the scar. Oh wow! Hey, hey, you can really see that. That's, yeah, that's it's gonna take like a couple months to fade. It's just, yeah, you'll be, be fine. Huh? I hope so. Oh yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just sort of like the, the biggest thing is just just not to sleep on it, cause like, and you get the same sort of like dull feeling. Is this? You don't sleep on your side, do you? No, no, no. I'm usually I usually sleep on my back. You have a lot of experience with bruising, don't you, Pip? I, I don't know what you mean. Uh, Pip scratches his head. He's actually like rolled up his sleeves a little bit for once, and you can see on the inside of his right wrist as he scratches his head, he has a tattoo in kind of like bluish ink. For whatever reason, like under like these this particular lighting, it becomes all the more visible. You'd never seen it before, especially because you had to see him take his shirt off. Mm-hmm. But it's the number uh, three one nine. Huh. Okay. Kip himself has not noticed that you noticed it. Mm-hmm. Drix is, uh... I don't think Drix is gonna bring it up. I think Drix is gonna file that one away and ask someone else if they know anything about those numbers. Um... Eight, six, seven, five, three, one, nine. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're Bad. right. I thank you, by the way. Um, you did a really good job this mission. Oh no, no, it's just, it was it was all you guys. I, I'm just I mean I'm just there to take it. It's, it's it's fine. I mean, I was the one taking all the hits, and it was your quick thinking that got us out of there. Pip, you're you're a good lambo. This is listen, I it's buddy. I I I think you might be like projecting a little bit or something. Is this? It's fine. It's, uh, excuse me a moment. Pip throws back uh, just the coffee grounds and just starts chewing them. <laughs> That's a choice, I suppose. The server comes by and sees you. It takes them a minute as they're like, How are you all enjoying your. Oh my goodness! He's... Oh! It's the rolling cocktails. It's the right mix, car mix of flavors. It's, it's, anyways, it's, I was going to ask you if, if, if any of you, if either of you knew of the Eruvian tradition of fortune telling through coffee grounds. But, um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, my, it's, it's, my coffee well, grounds is still here. I don't know if it's probably like, but you know, it's, 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 it's probably for the best. Like, you know what they say about the future writers and stuff? Uh, no, I have no idea what they say about it. <laughs> Alright, well, if you would like to, uh, tell your fortune, uh, or interpret it, I, I can help. Sure, uh, why not? Flip your cup quickly over this napkin. Uh, Drix does. And we shall wait a time to let the ground settle. 
and then uh, I can read and interpret some, some, perhaps some minor thing about your future. I'm, I'm all for it. It should be interesting. Thank you. Um, should he spit Anything? those out, or is he just... it's just fine. It's just fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, so when you lift up your cup, uh, Hannah, what do you think uh, Drix's future looks like? Um, I think there's great danger that lies ahead. Yeah, looking at looking at the ground it doesn't look like much to you, but the server is just like, oh my! You should take great caution. There's danger approaching ahead. Uh, avoid risks. I don't. I don't know if that's so much possible. I am I am a lion bull. Oh, well, uh, that might also be good, as I have seen here that the danger is approaching. But if you leave, uh, you shall be safe. You are leaving, yes? Well, I mean, we're staying for a little bit. We're, we, 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 we're staying for whom and whom and whom. <laughs> but yes, uh, I, I think, I think they, they leave... Um, and eagle-ear listeners will probably put two and two together. The danger is this duel, huh? <laughs> I don't think you have to be that eagle-eared for that one. Yeah, I think that was pretty clear foreshadowing. hey Alright, after a time, Mr. Walker arrives uh, personally. Uh, and you guys are called into uh, you guys are called into a little office that they have set up for him. <laughs> you know, actually, you're called into the office car that he's now, like, sitting in instead of Candace. Mm. Um, Candace is, like, standing outside. Alright, go on in. You guys, uh, you guys did good. Let's do this, guys, right? Yeah. Walking in sits, uh, in the, uh, behind the desk in the office car, uh, sits Mr. Walker, bald with a Salvador Dali, uh, mustache, Fingers, uh, fingers tented, looking at you all. The the various shelves and weird safes and things, clocks, clock hands, even seeming uh, seem to match his pointy mustache, uh, creating a really weird effect. Hello, long time no see. Hello, Mister Walker. It's been a while, sir. How you doing? I'm doing as well as one can be. Uh, under the circumstances, the weight of uh, the imperial machinery, as we call it, uh, is a burden that gets easier as you lift it, but uh, the burden is still there. Andrew leans over to Drake and whispers, What's he talking about? I think he's talking about line bulls who have died in the past weighing on his soul. But, uh... You are all here. McKeel. Colburn. Uh, you as well. Dunville. I am pleased to see that you are still with us. Weird thing to say, but yeah. Well, uh, in my position with the Imperial Railways, I oversee uh, many badgings like yours, Dunville. It is unfortunate that I do not get to preside over half as many pinnings. But on this occasion, you have brought a smile to my face, as I congratulate you on the completion of your apprenticeship. Cool. Oh, can, we, can we stop talking about dead people? Of course. He produces uh, pins. 
Your badge alone was a promise to passengers that the Emperor put resources into their security. But this pin will assure your personal dedication to their safety. Wear it well, and I hope to see you again as journeyman line bulls. Yay! Thank you. What do you guys think the pin looks like? It attaches to the badge. I imagine the badge has like... Do we, do we know the shape of the badges, or are we establishing that now? I guess we're doing it now. Okay, and in that case, I imagine that the, the badge is like a triangle, and every time you sort of uh, get one, you get this sort of like V-shape that goes around one of the corners. Yeah! Ooh, that's very good. I like that. I like it. Cool, so yeah, you, you guys all have a corner filled out. And each can one's... do like bronze, silver, and gold, maybe? Yeah! yeah. Bronze corner. Yeah! I'm into that, I'm into that. Many doors will be open to you now. And I am very gracious for your continued service to the Imperium. You know, it's, thank you for giving us the opportunity. It's, it's my kind of you. Yeah, it's, it, it's been a real honor to serve, sir. Uh, thanks, I guess. Mr. Walker grimaces a bit and says, You owe it all to His Majesty, the Immortal Emperor. I am but a vessel. Now, now, go ahead and tell Candace uh, she may have her office back. And uh, with some effort, Mr. Walker stands up. Drix leans over to Andrew. When he says vessel, you don't think he means... <gasps> Do you think he's one of the upper series of clothes? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Oh my god, Drix, Drix! <laughs> I know, I know. Jokes, oh my god! Play it cool, play it cool. We, we... Okay, okay, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm very cool. This is fine, oh my god, we're so close. Every day we get a little bit closer. Every day. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, Mr. Walker leaves. Uh, you guys let Candace know she can have her office back? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, sure. Uh, Andrew Candace, uh, says, ah, yeah, you guys can go. Uh, Andrew, I just want to talk to you for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's business stuff. Uh, payroll, you, you, you two get out. It's all right, Candace. It's, yeah. Bye, guys. Yeah, see ya. See ya, little Spurs. Um, bye, Candace. Bye. Pip does finger guns while leaving. Candace uh, flips you off. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, Candace enters the car, uh, closes the office door behind you, uh, and then like finishes off a cigarette and uh, pulls it out of the holder and like puts in a little af- ashtray she has. Andrew, uh, you don't have to get back on the train. What? You're uh, you're settled up for the banana. Oh, I haven't even given you any money. It's I. <laughs> I... Have you been docking my pay or something? I mean, I guess I knew that already. Yeah, it's part of your pay. I, I crunched the numbers. Uh... Listen, I've heard nothing but uh, but good things from about all the people that you've uh, worked on for the last few stops, you know? And you're, you're an apprentice, too. I'm sure Mr. Walker told you that that'll open a lot of doors for you. Listen, I'm, I'm not kicking you out or anything, but if, if you've got an actual dream or something, or somebody waiting for you at Cloudspire... We're in Arovia. You can, you can step up if you want. Um, huh. I mean, I don't, I don't really have anywhere else to go. I don't. That's not a good reason to 
to stay here, is it? She goes to put another cigarette in the cigarette holder. I mean, isn't it? I need to be somewhere. I need a bed and I need to eat. You're you're a bright young woman. You've you've, you've done how much over the oh, over the last month? Uh, even before that, in your training, you can you you could find a trade. You're still young, all right. You don't you don't have to. I I don't. Have you ever not had a job and not had money and not had parents, Candace? She pinches the the bridge of her nose. Some. I could probably find something. Probably. I don't know how long that would take. Listen, it's it's not that I I, I don't. I'm, I'm I'm not disregarding your circumstances. I'm just not a sadist. All right. You're a kid. I give you a hard time, but I, I tell me after seeing after seeing Colburn take a hit like that, do you think you could have taken it no. and walked away? Of course I couldn't, but I don't know what else to do. You see, she goes to uh, light the cigarette on her cigarette holder, and it's not catching, and that's because she's put it in backwards, so she's trying to light the filter. You don't have to feel bad about this, okay? This is my maybe. I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to die. And maybe I'll figure something out eventually, but I don't have anything right now, and I need to eat, and I need to sleep somewhere, and that's not your responsibility. I've I've done things on my own forever. You don't need to take responsibility for me all of a sudden, especially since you've never cared to before. I have! The, the cigarette, like, falls over. I, this is my train. It's my train. And I, I ride your guys' asses because I know Drix... Drick slipped, and you you were there to get him, but I don't, it's, it's, it's not a game. I know that. I'm... This is not... The, the is... most caring act I have ever done for you uh, is, is making up for the worst thing I've ever done for you, and I'm letting you off the train. Oh. It was horrible of me to take you like this. You're, you're letting me go back into the world and s- starve to death. You took me onto this train, and you told me to do this, and now you want me to go. Because you feel bad about it. I I get it. I do. I know it's dangerous. I didn't at first, but I've I've seen a lot, and I don't want to die. And and I know you want to help, but you're not helping. <laughs> I at least need to get back to Cloudspire because that's the only of course that's I, the only listen, place I that you. I know people, and and that's the only. I don't want to overstep. I just I want to well, help you, you do something with your life. I, I I'm not kicking you off. I said that. I'm not, and I won't. I just, I hate the fact that I've been making you do this. Okay. Okay. You hate it. That's fine. That's, you don't need to feel bad. I, you're not forcing me anymore. That's, I'll think about it. Okay? Just let me know. I'll telegraph anybody you need to get in contact with. We'll set you up. I do care, Andrew. This train is all I have. Okay. Dude, uh, thank you. Thank you, and I'm sorry. I told you not to be sorry. And she gets up and goes, hey <laughs> Damn. Dramatic turn. <laughs> oh, dang. That was... That was heavy. Yeah! Nice. Damn. No, that was great. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that was fun. Hannah never disappoints. <laughs> <laughs> She's a ringer. <laughs> uh, love dramatic speeches. Love dramatic confrontations. Bump, set, spike, my Hell dude. This yes. is the, this is this is why I play RPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
So, for side jobs, let's go to side jobs. Let's go away from that, from that tale. Um, side jobs. The first side job that we have here is at a distillery. Uh, Drix and Pip. So, uh, Drix and Pip, you guys arrive at, um, the closest thing to it that you guys would recognize is as some kind of abbey, but, like, it's not, like, the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It looks like they have some, like, distillery, uh, works shooting off of it. You were, you were appointed to a clergyman, an Aruvian clergyman. You show up, they have around their neck a little, uh, device with, like, um, acarosi letters all across it. Does it say anything? No, it's just the alphabet. It's just the alphabet. Interesting. Hmm. Neat. Uh, turns to you, uh, and, um, waves. Uh, Pip waves back. Uh, yeah, Drix, Drix gives him, like, a wry smile. Uh, he pushes, uh, his fingers to the buttons, and, uh, paper comes out, and he types up on this little, like, neck typewriter a note to you and says, uh, hello, uh, I am Alesh Caldera. I understand you are Colburn and McKeel, the line bulls. I lost my hearing some time ago, but I am able to read your lips. Right Good to know. They finish it up, so please be sure I'm looking at you when you speak. Understood, sir. This job involves making some spirits to be consumed both for ritual and pleasure. Chuckles a little bit at that. <laughs> Pip knows all about that, don't you, buddy? Pip pulls, uh, reaches into his pocket and takes some more coffee grounds and starts chewing on that. <laughs> um, incredible. You had spares. Eh. Incredible. You hear the click-clack of some more typing, uh, and the typewriter spits out uh, some more words. You, too, uh, will have to move 50-pound uh, bags of grain to be used uh, for the mash. I will let you know when your shift is done. All right, sounds reasonable. Yeah, I, I can take care of that, no problem. Which one of you is Drix, they type out? That would be me, Adric, a- Adric a.k.a. Drix. Uh, you can also call me Colburn. You are also staying later to help clean up, if that is all right. Can do, no problem here. And he uh, smiles, nods, and lets you guys in. And yeah, 50-pound bags of grain. So my main knowledge of dis- distilleries is looking stuff up for this podcast, and also <laughs> that one that one part of Witcher Three where you had to make vodka. Um, <laughs> so I'm just imagining those big old like pots with mash and things, and like a lot of steam and stuff. Oh, for sure, that makes a lot of sense. You guys are moving these uh, pound bags, uh, just sort of tossing them between each other. So it's like a little assembly line. And at one point in time, Pip, you throw a bag of grain at Drix. Uh, Drix, it catches you in the uh, the scar. See, Drix, you are about to uh, fall into one of the pots. Don't worry, it won't kill you. But you will ruin the entire batch with your man body. <laughs> oh, no. With your man body. So what's the plan, guys? What's the, what's the plan, fellas? How are you going to handle this? Is there anything that could catch a rope nearby? You're holding a bag of grain. I don't know if you got access to your rope right now, my man. I, I think Drix doesn't take it off. All right. You can't. You probably. There is something that could be roped, but you're going to have to do something about that bag of grain. Okay. 
because I, I feel like dropping an extra in bag 50 pounds of grain yeah. will also ruin the batch. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, mm. So basically what I'm saying is you guys can both roll, or you could, like one of you guys can roll an assist if you want, or like, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to roll, I'd like to roll finesse. Uh, All right. I'd like to roll finesse, basically, to try and just like rush up and try and like catch either Drix or the bag. If I only get one hold from this, then I'm just going to do it as the assist. That is a 7 on dice, plus 1. That is an 8. So so that's a 1. So I do 1, so you have a plus 1. So okay. this one. And I believe your finesse is better than mine. So yeah, I think what Drix is going to try and do is he's going to try and toss the bag up towards Bakil, and then uh, quickly lasso something to hold himself up not necessarily pull himself up but just like stop his descent so like loop it over something and just kind of hold it so that he doesn't fall all right go for it cowboy cowpoke all right all right all right all right Yeehaw. Yeehaw. that would be six plus two eight and then nine yes and then nine so still, still just a, a one, one. I think avoiding trouble compromiser cost is the idea here. Yeah, I think yeah. that's definitely it. <laughs> so yeah, it takes some, it takes a little bit, and you guys look goofy as shit. Um, as like uh, you you describe it to me as you. <laughs> so I imagine Drix does this very impressive like rope trick, and manages to like get out of the way. But as he's doing it, he sort of like swings a little bit forward and basically tosses this 50 pounds at Pip's face, which just like bowls him over. Ooh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Ooh, even more the so. Cost is Pip's dignity. Drix, Drix, you're like assuming Pip has dignity. You, you rope your way up. You're not over the pot anymore, but for a minute, you're like your feet are dangling there, and you're like, ah, just gotta, just gotta, just gotta find the grounds. And while Pip's there, like on the ground, pinned by a fifty-pound bag of grain. I don't think he's <laughs> pinned. He's still just sort of like you know, in that moment of just like shock of just like on your back, just like yeah. bowled over. Yeah, I think I think Drix's scar hurts the entire way up. Oh, for sure. <laughs> just... <sighs> Man, this is gonna take some getting used to. You okay, Pip? Oh, I'll be fine. I think maybe we should just kind of swap where we are in the line, maybe. You you toss things to me next. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I can, <laughs> I can handle that. I... No, no. You know what? No. Uh, we're, we're good where we are. Um, I can handle catching some bags. It's fine. You, you, you sure? Yeah. I had a, I had a small slip, but I'm not just going to, I'm not going to just, uh, change positions and avoid it. I'm going to learn to work with this. Hey, Greg, was there a rug in this room? Or is it just like a dirt floor? I feel like there would, why would there be a rug in this room? <laughs> that's, that's why yeah, I asked yeah, yeah, there probably wasn't a rug. Cool. Uh, then I guess Tiff just has like... It's fine, and he just gets up, and, like, the entire, like, of his back just has, like, dirt burns, I guess. Ooh. Dirt burns? But yeah, so you guys are able to finish out the rest of the shift just fine. I've also just realized that, so, so we might end this episode on a fucking highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Andril is working a side job of trade. Uh, Andril, you show up, there is uh, a merchant. Uh, she's Akarosi. Uh, and she she uh, sees you show up. You don't know what exactly trade entails. You don't see a stall or anything. Hello. 
I am Emelina Gamelli. And do oh. you? Uh, I'm Angel. Angel Anderson. Excellent. You are a, have the innocence of a child. I am a child. But uh, you are a tall for your age. I am! Yes, thank you for noticing. People, when the people see your children in a representative form, they want to see older people. Uh, people that look older, rather. Not what actual children look like. You are ideal for uh, a bit of a uh, performance. Okay. Do you know what a hawking is? No, I do not. I am a, a traveling saleswoman. Uh, Gamelli's wares are known all throughout. In order to compete with established marketplaces, I go and we do a bit of uh, gorilla, gorilla sales work. As a we are hawk, uh, explain why our wares are good. Okay. Cool. Here are your lines. And, oh God! Uh, <laughs> hands you, uh, hands you uh, some sheet music. Okay. I think next thing we see is uh, <laughs> next thing we see is Andrew, uh in front of a whole bunch of people in a market square. Uh, imperial, the imperial sections mostly. Um, <laughs> and there's like this old shitty like this old shitty like phonograph playing like like starts, starts with some music. Uh, hello everyone, I'm gonna sell you some blankets. Do not forget to remind them about the special heating properties. Okay, okay, yeah, it says that in the sheet music. Okay. Buy Gamelli's heating pads for winter. I know what you think, sir. Yes, I do. You think cold can take anyone at all. Suns, short ones, and the tall ones. And that's true. But this'll keep you alive as you sleep. Keep all your toes right on your feet. On top of that, it's five chips cheap. Uh, in the crowd, there's a, a couple. Um, and one of them turns to the other and goes, Excuse me, miss, what is that awful smell? Did something die inside the well? Buy Gamelli's heating pads for winter. Spring is ending quick, sir. Best move fast. Let this blanket keep away the harsh chill. Or perhaps the snow will be your last. What is this? What is this? Smells like shit. Say it easy, swear the I'd have never tagged. But it's steaming shit. Shit in a bag. Buy Gamelli's heating pads for winter. It'll keep you warm, sir, and safe, too. With Gamelli's heating pads for winter. You'll think you're on the beach, sir. Or on the low. <laughs> but like, I should, should I roll So something? yeah, that's your complication. It seems you've <laughs> lost the crowd. They seem convinced that uh, that the heating elements within these blankets are some kind of shit. I'm so happy with that whole thing. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> First, give it up to Greg for doing the rounds by himself. <laughs> Horribly. Horribly. Um, let's see. So they think that the heating pads are shit. I gotta say, I got very little for this, especially for something Sing. that I can do with force finesse insider steel. Well, Sing louder. You know, perhaps don't don't think these things are. Um, yeah, don't think these things are super literal. Perhaps force is forcefully drowning them out. Perhaps yeah. Vanessa is saying something cunning. Perhaps Insight is uh, turning the tables on them, pointing out that they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Well, or I, you can even steal yourself. I don't have any more lyrics written, unfortunately, so I don't... Oh, uh, we don't have to sing for this next <laughs> bit. <laughs> I also don't have any more lyrics written, All so... Right. Yeah, I'm gonna use force. I'm just gonna keep singing loud... Actually, can I... Can I just start doing rope tricks? As I say? Hell yeah. Yes, do it. Start doing rope tricks. Yeah. Is that still force? That'd probably be finesse. Alright, I'm just gonna start doing <laughs> Bye, Camelli. Nope, I said the actual Sweeney Todd thing. Bye, Camelli. Pass for winter. Alright, that's a seven total. <laughs> so I assume you want to do one, th- one thing, right? Yeah, I would like to do it impressively, stylishly, or to greater effect. Woo! I'm just gonna keep singing and I'm going to lasso these two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go, you go, and you eventually you like lasso them. Up. You, you do the rope tricks, you lasso them up, and everybody laughs and claps and stuff. Then uh, they, they take the lasso off, and you get uh, rushed backstage as Emmeline's like, "Who here? A set of my heating pads or a shit?" And then, then you can't hear the rest of it as you <laughs> you're backstage. <laughs> We can all assume that uh, that Miss Gamelli was challenged to a heating contest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> so that's where we'll end for now. Uh, see you next time on the two-part layover. That's right. It's a thick boy. Bye. 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 <laughs>
I have a bit of an issue, and I was hoping that your uh, line bulls could help me resolve it. Uh, recently, my son completed his maiden solo voyage aboard your train, and it is no circumstance that the men and women operating the cars were to thank for his safety upon arrival, and likely no thanks to his unfaithful cat of a father. Oof, Ooh, little drama. However, the heroics of the bulls seem to have imprinted upon him, and according to a telegram I received, he appears obsessed with the idea of becoming an anchor when he grows up. I am told that every night he spends several hours observing bulls like yours leaving the train and has been talking about little else but suits, uh, light wing hooks. Oh, isn't that cute? Uh, can't, can't, can't say lightning. And uh, other such things. Uh, so this is my issue. My son is a gentle, loving boy who scares easily and has the constitution of a timid butterfly. Uh, could you possibly allow your line bulls to send him a letter that would perhaps dissuade him from his calling? Uh, perhaps you could let him down easily. A kindly Madam Catherine Weatherton. I, mean, I wonder if she's from the uh, uh, Imperial City Weathertons. The Imperial City Weathertons? I'm, I'm afraid I'm not aware of them. Uh, well, I've got, I've got the hospitality agree. It's, it's the youngest I've ever heard of anyone having a death wish. I'll be honest. How old did, he, did she say he was? Unspecified. Unspecified, so well, I don't know. Okay. Could be a, could be a wee baron, could be could be thirteen. He couldn't pronounce lightning hooks, so I'm guessing he's pretty little, so I'm assuming that he's I don't uh, know, lots of kids in the orphanage can't pronounce things. Well, I guess he's from a big fancy family, so he probably went to school. It's just true, he's probably like sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know, it is very cute that, you know, he, he wants to be an anchor. Anchor specifically, he, maybe you're right about that death wish, though. Yeah, who, well, okay, I mean, I don't know, this is a pretty good gig, we get free travel everywhere, I don't know that I would want to, like, dissuade him. Yeah, I'm, no, no, listen, honestly, as, as someone very familiar with this sort of thing, uh, I could tell you quite confidently, now, this is what we in the business refer to as a cry for help. <laughs> we should just tell him that he doesn't want to be an anchor. He should be like, I don't know, something where you get punched less. I barely get punched. That's true. You don't take a lot of hits. <laughs> yeah, because I'm very small. <laughs> oh, I'm worried that Greg is going to use this as an excuse to hit me more. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, is. As, as someone in a very vulnerable position regularly, this is, this, this is, this is, this child is, is not really asking to be like, I want to be a libel, because that would be absolute bloody nonsense. Instead, what he's saying is, please, mother, I have thoughts about Ended my life, and I want to do so spectacularly while okay. on top of a train. Listen, just because a young person wants to be a lion bull or is currently being a lion bull doesn't mean that they're having those kinds of issues. Perhaps we can we could channel the uh, young lad's energy somewhere else. Yeah, like we could. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the circus is hiring for people to like be fired out of cannons and like tame lions that sort of thing it's... what's wrong with wanting some excitement in your life 
and wanting to not die in an orphanage. That is literally the reason that I signed up. I mean, not the orphanage part, obviously, but <laughs> I I signed up for the excitement of it. And I kind of get it, you know? It's it's glamorous. It's flashy. I'd love it if there were more children lime bowls. Maybe then people would, like, look at me less funny. Also, I'd have people to talk to. Honestly, this seems kind of like it's getting dangerously close to, like, you know, this is kind of like Victorian era Gilded Age, like forcing children into labor sort of things. It also kind of like child soldiering. Wouldn't that be which... tragic if we forced a child into labor? <laughs> I do not, I do not um, know what, uh, what Victorian is. I also don't know what Victorian is. That word isn't in my dictionary. <laughs> Actually, it's referring to Victoria. I'm I'm not sure who that is, but it's very kind of <laughs> like she seems kind of kind of mean and austere. God, you know? Am I the only one here who doesn't read the dictionary? It can't be that good of a book. It's, it's not super entertaining, but you it's, learn it's things. A little, it's it's a little dry at times. So I'll be honest. <laughs> anyway, we should write this letter, right? What are we gonna tell him? <sighs> okay. Now, I'm I'm of the opinion that we shouldn't dissuade his interest in being a line bull in general, maybe just not an anchor. Maybe he's an maybe he's an owl. Maybe he could be our owl one day, you know? Yeah, I like that. And maybe we can tell the mom that she should like, I don't know. Uh-huh. I actually don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna like ask Candace if she could like Write up like a, a fake draft, and like you know, you know, just really put like the uh, the fear and God into him. It's like have have him trained, then think he's not good enough. It's, it'll be like a real a real mighty, a real mighty duck story. You know what we should do? I know exactly what, what we should do. You know, I know exactly. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! We, I know exactly what we should do. Um, I can write to uh, old Dunville, and he's much better at talking than any of us, and we can have him write to this guy. Oh my gosh, that is such he's a good idea. He's nurturing. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like a parent or something. Yeah. <laughs> he has a child. He talks about it, like, a lot. Oh, you, little Dunville. Especially that... right before he retired. <laughs> Yeah, like it constantly. It was kind of concerning. It was, it was <laughs> almost like he was, you know, tempting fate. Yeah, it was so a he, little ominous, yeah. He was he was letting us know he was just that close to retirement. He's a picture of his, his girl back home, you know. Was, oh, yeah, he was really excited about raising his little one, yeah, you know, another nothing, one on the way. Nothing else could possibly go wrong that day. And, and you know what? It didn't. I was, I was, I was happy for him. Yeah, you know. It, it seemed almost like we were tempting fate with it, but it was it, it sort of worked out. In the yeah, end, you know? good. He made it, and you know what? I'm betting he's happier for it. Yeah, and now yeah, we... I, I never met uh, Dunville, but I'm I'm glad to hear that things worked out for him. Yeah. So, dude, what what should we respond though? Oh, um, I guess we can tell the mom that we're going to write to to our old. Line bold trainee, and he will definitely know what to say. Uh, and we do not because I am 13. Um, and also, Pippin, 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 you've uh, you've been an anchor for a while, yes? Yeah, why don't you just uh, write about some of the stories? Oh, yeah, you know, I could, 
I'll I'll just write down about all like the weird lumps and stuff that I've found since I've started being the anchor. It's 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 very unpleasant. Some of them like ooze. It's my it's my heartfelt belief that nothing will turn anybody off from doing something than a vivid description of Pippin McKeel doing the same. You know what, Georgie? You make a good point. Also, Pippin, you should go get that ooze looked at. Yeah. You know, I, I, I went to the, the Physica and I asked him about it and he's just like, yes, soon, soon my my spores will gestate inside of you. <laughs> I knew that Physica was weird. I, why, do, why do we go to the Physica? I don't Honestly, know. Maybe we'd be I don't know. He's time. weird. I don't like him. That's why I need to get that Hidrathi dictionary. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think too much about it, but sometimes it says words to me in the, the middle of the night, and it's, it's right uncomfortable. It is. <laughs> All right, we'll get it right off to uh, Lady Catherine at Weatherton. Just uh, start dictating for me, uh, Pippin. I got this one scar on me, me left ass cheek. It's uh, in the shape of the letter T. Andrew sits down, like, crosses her legs and watches starred-eyed. What's, what's interesting is right at the, the top part where, like, like they intersect is this little red boil. And the boil sometimes it'll, like, fidget. So when I'm sitting down, I can feel it twitching right there, right in my bum. It's... Drix turns away. He needs... He, There's he, this he one bruise that's in the shape of, like, this is old lady. I used to know, like, I'll tell you, look, doesn't it look like an old lady here? <laughs> I got a third toe. Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. All of our music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by... Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson. Badge name, Dunville. Played by me, Hannah. Adric, a.k.a. Drix. Badge name, Colburn. Played by me, Stefan. Pippin, Pip, McKeel. Badge name, McKeel. Played by Guy. And I have been your conductor. Greg, if you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours, 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 yours. yours Faustian nonsense. Thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.